Learn the most advanced recruiting techniques. Land the most desirable talent. Launch your company towards massive success. This is the Higher Power Radio Show with Rick Gerard. So how do you define and build your company core values? Well, companies with a clearly defined core values and purpose consistently outperform their competitors by as much as 10 times. So today's episode is focused on helping you define who you are. Today's quote, effectiveness without values is a tool without a purpose. Any idea who said that, uh, Mr. Rocky Romanello? Sounds like a great quote, if you ask me. It was a fantastic one. It's Edward de Bono, uh, yes, from like sub 1933 or something like that. So old school. I love it. I'm Rick Gerard, and welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show. Our mission is to provide tactical solutions to solve your company's toughest hiring challenges. We share insights from top performing entrepreneurs and industry experts like our guest today, author and keynote speaker Rocky Romanella. Uh, Rocky's also the founder and senior partner at 360 Management Services, which is a consulting firm specializing in executive speaking, development leadership, and consulting services. Rocky is also an experienced CEO who's led one of the largest rebranding initiatives in franchise history, the UPS store, revolutionizing the $9 billion retail shipping and uh, business services market. He has a rare ability to see a clear vision of changing business landscape and the passion to develop strategies, tactics, and metrics to drive desired results which makes him a perfect guest for today's expert guest for today's topic. My tongue does this all the time. Rocky, welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show. Well, thanks. It's great to be here. And uh, Edward de Bono there, I wish, uh, I wish I would have thought of that. Effectiveness without values is a tool without a purpose. I like that. I like that. Yeah. And, uh, I, I certainly agree with the, I think the key word there, though, is uh, purpose. You know, I think that leaders you know, are, are purpose-driven individuals. And I think people who are purpose-driven individuals really have to put their morals, their character, and their honesty first. And with that, I mean, if you think about it for a second, Rick, without purpose, we drift. I, with purpose, I couldn't, we, I couldn't we, agree yeah. with you more. Couldn't agree with you more. I was drifting yeah. for a while. So today we're going to yeah. help you to define who you are, what you're about, and then we're going to help lay out a process for building out your core company values. You know, you had a really good quote that you ran uh, that you actually had written. Do you want to you want to fill us in on that quote about values? Well, I think it's important because that values are such an important part of who individuals are, mm-hmm. and you know, and I think it's that whole concept of who. You know, who are you? What, you know, what do you stand for and what won't you compromise? And I think, as we just talked about, with, with purpose, we have, we steer. And, you know, I think if you think about it, you know, it's kind of that thought process of without, you know, any plan is, is a good plan, is a better plan than no plan at all. Sure. And when you have morals and you have a moral compass, I think what happens is, is that it allows you to set a focus. It allows you, at least if nothing else, when things may not be going well or you may not be on top of your game or things may not happen the way you want, you have purpose and your ability then to set the tone from the organization. And I think that, uh, you know, even without, uh, you know, as long as you have good good goals and you have that moral background, moral character, I think what you have is, uh, you know, you have, you have tools to make it through some difficult times. So I think that, that's so important. All right, let me pull a little bit of a quote from your book, and I don't do this too often, but I like this one. So, without a strong set of values, the best leadership strategy can go awry. With a good value structure in place, the worst leadership approach can write itself and eventually lead the desired outcome. I love that. 
a poorly laid plan is better than no plan at all, right? Well, and it's always better when someone else reads it so it doesn't sound like you're being boastful or it sounds like you believe you... I'll, I'll boast for you. Else so, yeah, <laughs> I, it always sounds better when someone else reads it. But I, I, I agree completely, and I think that that's the essence of... Of, uh, of good to great leadership is this ability to have that moral compass. I, 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 I tr- and look, values matter. Let's talk about why this is important. You know, we we had a conversation prior to the show, and uh, as I do with most of my guests, and you know, you brought up the point that small businesses don't believe that they need to have well-defined values or even have them in place at all. Why is it important that they start thinking differently about this? Well, I think that, I, and I don't want. Small businesses that think that I that I believe that they don't have values. I think what happens is all right. I'll be that guy. Articulated, yeah. I, I think that they don't believe that they don't have them articulated the way they would inside large organizations. So if you're working for a, a medium to large organization, there's a well-defined mission statements, value statements, strategy, roadmaps. Inside small organizations, those values come and are generated from the individuals who may be the principal, maybe the founder, maybe the starter. But as you start to grow and you start to add uh, individuals inside your organization, those values and who you are as an organization and what you stand for in our organization have to be well-defined and well-laid out and articulated so that those individuals inside your organization, and that could be an sm- organization that's got two employees. It's the founder and two, two employees. Well, those two employees have to understand clearly the values of the organization and the owner may know those really well, and, and they may be who he or she is as an individual, but everyone inside their care, everyone inside that organization has to be able to live those values, understand the values and the vision. And so I think it's important for them to take the time to sit down and articulate and write down those the mission, the vision, the strategy, and really the roadmap of, of how that organization is going to continue to get to where they want to get to and do it in, in a kind of a value way. Before you do that, you really have to define what your values are first. As a business leader, a business owner, an entrepreneur, it's important that you understand who you are. I've seen so many uh, situations where companies put really cool sounding words up on a wall and, and hope that that's something that people will live by, but it's not what the owner, who the owners are or what the company's even about. It's just kind of neat words they put up on a wall. That's just not the way to do this, to approach this. Clearly, you have to go and you have to start with yourself first. Well, I agree. And I, I think it happens at, at all levels and at all organizations. And I think it starts with three key words and three key sentences that you have to take, you know, as individuals, you have to sit there in the confines of your own heart conscience and answer these three questions. And I think organizations have to do it. And the first question is, who am I? Second is, what do, what do I stand for? But But those first two are more easily defined and and written and articulated. The third question is the one that you will get challenged every time on. And this is the one that gets people and companies in trouble. And the third one is, what won't I compromise? And to your point, pick pick up a newspaper. I'm sure that Wells Fargo had a great value mission statement. I guess they they could clearly articulate who they are, what they stand for. I'm sure they believe they knew what they would compromise but based on everything you read in the newspaper, you think they had a problem. And so that question of what won't I compromise in, in manufacturing businesses and some businesses could be safety. You know, who are we? What do we stand for? What won't I compromise? Well, no matter what pressure I get from 
from the customers or what pressure I get from the organization to, to conclude a, a task on time, I will not do it unsafe. I will not, you know, run from one point to another. I will walk safely. I will make sure my seatbelt is on at all times. And you bring up a huge point here, by the way, because I've seen so many companies compromise on their hiring. They make compromises along the way to get off the ground. Well, I think that's true. And I think, yeah. I think they make the compromises. And, and in many cases, they don't, they, 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 they have to clearly articulate what are the things they won't compromise. And, they have, and then I think the thing that they don't understand sometimes is, is that there are no secrets in any company at any size. And the minute you make that <laughs> small compromise, everybody knows, right? So, you know, it's like, for example, if it's a safety thing and, and, and we say, hey, safety is a core value, we're never going to compromise safety. But the first time I see you pulling out of the lot without your seatbelt on and I don't address it, I've just compromised it. Or the first time, to your point, we say these are the types of individuals with these values and, and these ethics and the, the, these skills are what we're going to hire inside our organization. But now we're, we're getting to the point now where we're struggling a little bit for filling that position. Well, now we compromise. Well, we're really just looking for a good individual. Well, now what happens, everybody notices that you said that a person had to have these, these backgrounds, yep. these strengths. And then you start, and then that starts the ball rolling of, of compromises. That and credibility yeah. too, right? You, yeah. You just compromise to your point, but now you lose all your credibility because I can no longer now stand in front of you and say, Hey, this is what it takes to be, you know, to get promoted inside our organization, for example. If you're just joining us on the live streamer podcast, you're listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. I'm your host, Rick Gerard. And our guest today is author of the book, Tighten the Lug Nuts, Rocky Romanella, founder and senior partner of 360 Management Services as well. So we just discussed a little bit about defining your values, your core values. So now we're going to take you through a step-by-step process of defining your core values. So I like to say, let's start with the person first, because that's usually what translates Rocky. So I find there's two different types of people. There's KPI-driven people, and then you have people-driven people who are running organizations. Would you agree with that? I I would agree with that. Okay. uh, Yes. Okay. You know, KPI-driven people tend to be focused on the numbers. I mean, that's your your Wall Street environment. And those are the purely, hey, look, we're out for profit, making money, and this is what we're about which is a culture, may not be the best ideal culture for most people to work in, but it's a culture. The second would be, you know, people driven, which, you know, KPIs are a part of it, but it's really people first. And that's where most people thrive. Well, I think, I think though, the mistake, this is my own opinion, the mistake is, is that they're not mutually exclusive. And that's one of the reasons why I talk a lot about this concept of balanced leadership. Mm-hmm. I think the mistake that organizations make and people make is they're extremes. It's either on KPI focused or on people focused. Well, you can be the greatest people person in the world, but you're not going to make everybody happy. Yeah. So if your whole focus is to make people happy, you're going to find I me. Mean, think about think about Sunday afternoon sitting around the kitchen table. There's someone in your family that's not happy about something. If I gave everybody a million dollars, somebody would say, sure, you're giving me a million dollars. You know, they got to tax me on it. So, so I think you have to be very careful that part of the problem is that we're, you know, most leaders can tend to be extremists. And I think that balance is so important. I think you have, I think people are important. People are your greatest assets. Everything you do inside your organization will be executed by someone on your behalf and they do live the brand, but you do need, but you do need to have KPIs and people need to understand accountability. People need to understand what roles they play. And, and so I think that that's very important to have that balance. And I think. Yeah. Good, yeah, most leaders. definitely. 
I, and I would agree with you on that 100%. I mean, there's a balance. Let's say I hire you as a coach, Rocky, and I'm saying, okay, I don't know what my core values are. So how do I define this? Where, where would you have me start? I would start for you, from an individual perspective, I would, I would start with, well, who are you? Tell me, tell me a little bit about yourself. Sure. You know, what are your core strengths? You know, is it, you know, is it accountability? You know, you know, and go through that whole process. You know, what are your weaknesses? What do you find are the things that you struggle with that if you could do better at? And then I, then I, then the third thing I like to do is ask you a question. At the end of your tenure, and you think about your legacy, mm-hmm. what is the one word you would like people to use to define you? And it's interesting the answers you get. Most awesome. people try to tell you, well, it's a, uh, you know, it's accountability or it's decisiveness or it's uh, energetic. But don't you find what that most that? of those are very canned words that people use? Yes, yes, because they think they're, they're telling me what I want to hear. Yeah, what they believe they want to be. I mean, the core of this is actually defining who you are from a truth perspective. I mean, you got to be honest with yourself, especially during this process. Yes, absolutely, and and. It also begins, and so people always ask, I always say to people, well, let me ask you a question. Now that you see my career and I'm at the back end of my career, what's the one word do you think that Rocky Romanella wants people to use about him? And so people will give you, a, to your point, a lot of canned words. Yeah. And then I always say, to them, well, the, well, the word that I want people, I hope that people will use to describe me is thoughtful. Okay. And they always say thoughtful. I go, well, you think thoughtful means I'm a bleeding heart liberal. I gave the store away or I'm a nice guy. No, thoughtful mean, to me means I thought through how, how the decisions that I make and we make on behalf of the organization impact both our customers, our people, our share owners and stakeholders. I was thoughtful in my decision-making process. And I think that that's it. So each of you, I have to have, you have to really take a moment to, once you answer those three questions, you know, who am I, what do I stand for, what will I compromise, then I think you, then you, then you think about, well, what's that word I want people to use to, de, to describe me and my legacy and my tenure as a leader? And then if you think about it, you, you really work backwards from there. For me, you know, I've always wanted to be considered a thoughtful leader, someone who thinks through this thinks through the situation, looks at things from its widest consequences and its impact on people and customers and so on and so forth. Well, then in all my decision-making, I, I, I kind of check myself. Am I working towards that legacy? Am I make, leaving things a little better than I found them? And so I think that... But you know what? Sometimes I find that there might be a disconnect in what you want your legacy to be and what the reality is. And so it may be a good way to, if you, if you don't know, is, is to ask your peers and ask them how they would define you as well. EQ is, is certainly a big piece of defining your who you are, is being honest with yourself. And there are some people out there that don't have a very high or EQ. Well, and then you got to think to yourself, are you that person that, you know, somebody could close the door and say, hey, look, I know this is what you think. But, you know, I got to tell you, that's not what everybody else thinks. And you got to be able to accept that criticism. And I think it only comes if you're a person that's never gotten constructive criticism or have never had someone in your care or you're, you know, I would never say someone who's worked for you, someone in your care. If you've never had them walk in, close the door and say, hey, I know it's not what you want to hear, but this is what you think. This is. That's a good sign, though, when people do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, my God. You, 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 then, then it's you when you don't have people doing that that's scary. Clearly, you need to understand your values first. From a company perspective, you need to articulate those in writing, right? You need to get those out there and make sure people understand 
who you are and what you're about. I would take it a step further and say that you really need to test your values by proving it through your daily decision-making that you bring to the table. Uh, Like you said, if you're saying you're non-compromising on uh, safety and yet you drive out of the parking lot without your seatbelt on, that's not good for your credibility. Well, I think you're absolutely right. And, uh, but I will, what I will tell everyone is, you know, those are things that you personally work to do to, to, to to test the system and to test yourself. And I think that that's healthy, but I will guarantee you something, unfortunately, is you're going to get tested. Oh yeah. That's when it, and that's in that difficult moment when you should be using the exact number, but you're rounding up or you should be, you know, and that's when, that's when I got to tell you, that's when the rubber meets the road. And that's when you live your values. That's when you walk the talk and it's not easy, right? It's, it's, uh, you know, you, you want to do the right things. And just one quick point that I want to bring up because this should translate over into your hiring, right? Make sure that as you're driving your hiring process, those values drive your hiring because the people that you bring on board, it's really, really crucial that they share your values and hold dear those values. Otherwise, you're just going to make bad hiring decisions. So we're just about out of time for today's show. Rocky, um, thanks for your time investment today. And I want to welcome you to the Higher Power Radio community. Now, I'm sure that some of our listeners would like to find out a little bit more, maybe pick up your book. How do they reach you? Uh, they can reach me on my website at www, uh, the number three and the word 60, S-I-X-T-Y, managementservices.com. We're on all the social media handles. The book, you can purchase it through our website. It's on Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble online. Hey, one last point, though, real quick, yeah. I, 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 is that what, what you just said before, we went into the where you can find me and stuff is is such a critical critical point. If the values of the organization do not match up with the values of the individual, that's where you start to have turnover. Absolutely, because you know I tell I tell people all the time. You know I didn't I I, I was at UPS for thirty six years. I didn't agree with everything that happened at UPS. I didn't disagree enough to leave. Got it. And because they never, I never felt like they asked me to evaluate my policies or evaluate, evaluate ethics or moral or do anything wrong or illegal. All right. The only problem is we're running out of time here real quick. So I'm going to have to cut you at that point, but let's, let's uh, take this offline. We'll add to it for sure. So I want to thank our listening audience for tuning into this week's episode of Higher Power. Quick thanks to our team, our engineer, Paul Roberts, our producers, Andrea Ballin and Shanti Ryle. Um, if you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. We want uh, to make this content amazing for you. You can join the Higher Power Radio community at higher, H-I-R-E, power, P-O-W-E-R, radio.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook. Tune in next week. Our guest is going to be Nicole Washington. Nicole is the Director of Innovation and Growth for Octane Orange County. I'm your host, Rick Gerard, and you have been listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. Aloha. Thank you for listening to Higher Power with Rick Gerard on OC Talk Radio.